So we're coming out of a season of all these different sports teams, um, activities, their events are ending, and we're moving into a new season of different sports. There's been several championships and Super Bowls and all kinds of stuff happening recently. And it got me to thinking about um, all the people that I watch, um, including myself, that believe in their certain team, they want their team to win, um, and how they support the team they believe in, you know. And they support their team with their money, with their time. And also I think about people who, uh, friends of mine, (laughs) who have to have their morning cup of coffee or their morning cup of tea. And every day they go to that specific place that they love so much. And they get that cup of coffee, that cup of tea. And um, they believe in that specific location or that specific drink to get them started for the day. So they support it with their time, with their money, um, with their heart. Uh, they, they, they promote it to others. And, um, it got me to thinking about the simple word of believing (laughs) believers. Um, I call myself a believer in Christ. And I think about how are believers made because so many people say, um, I believe that there's something out there greater than me. I wouldn't call it any type of specific, but I want to call it something greater than me. And I wonder about believing and how a believer's made. A believer's made through time and consistency. Um, There's that initial introduction, right? like a team or your favorite brand of coffee, your favorite grocery store, your favorite designer, your favorite makeup makeup brand, ladies. Um, But there's an initial introduction to that. And then you show up and allow space for them to be consistent, consistent in quality, consistent in um, in serve in service in consistent in if they're your winning team you want them to win games I mean it's if it's a team you're believing in so believers are made by access time consistency um, and open openness you have to have an open heart and it's so interesting to me because that's all is required for our walk with God if we give him access and we allow him time and we even require the consistency of him showing up as God in our lives, we will be made into a believer. We will be made into a believer of, of the faith. We will be made to have faith because we're going to be looking for that consistency of him being God. Even if you don't believe in God, if you're an atheist, let's say, and you say there is no God, and you can tell me why, I just challenge you to look for the things that you know of God and see if you can find those things anywhere. <laughs> you know, one of the things about pride, and I, 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 I'm starting to understand why maybe it says that God hates pride the most. I mean, we know one, really, he fell out of heaven because of pride and, and, and caught, created this. There's a whole place created just for him. But because pride will explain away the things that God has done. Pride will explain away 
um, the greatness, the sovereignty, the love of God, unfortunately. And I can see why God would hate that because the glory is his. Some things you just can't explain away. And the beautiful thing about believing and building your belief in something and allowing space for that consistency with God, you don't have to start from today and move forward. That's a great place to put your marker at, but you can actually start from today retrospectively and look backward at your life. You can look at what you've been through. Look at those times where you can't explain it. There is no explanation. How did I get to that party and meet that person who brought me into this great place? How did I get that job when I was over here, but I actually ended up over there? How did I? It can be in the simplest of details, but I'm looking for, you know, look at the big ones. There's those things that you can just say, there's no other explanation forward. And from there, let your consistency start and move forward from today. Because when you look at this world and you look at the world that you've around you, the life you've lived, you will be able to see God if you're seeking him. And you will, just like you show up faithfully to go get your coffee every morning, or you show up faithfully every season, you've supported and believed in that team so much that you got maybe a hat or a jersey. You're going to sport the brand. You're going to tell your friends, I'm rooting for this one at this game at this time. We can be that very same way about God. And we should be that way about God more than anything. You know why I believe that way? Because that game is not adding anything to my life that is going to sustain me. It, be, it, it brings me momentary happiness. It's not even joy. It's momentarily, momentary happiness. That cup of coffee is only going to fulfill me or only going to give me some energy for, for a little while. And actually, after the caffeine wears off, it's actually going to take me in the opposite direction. That clothing brand, those clothes are going to fade. They're going to get holes. They're going to wear out so quickly, quicker than anything. They're not adding anything. All I've done is actually poured into that company. The makeup is going to wash off tonight. But God, he's faithful. He's sovereign. He's true. He's the rock. He doesn't erode away. Jesus is the rock, right? No eroding there. And if you just allow him the space to show up with consistency, he's going to show you something. There's a beautiful artist, I'm sorry, author. Y'all know him, C.S. Lewis. He wrote this beautiful quote. He says, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Wow, that's powerful. Anyway, that was my thought, just contemplating in the spirit how believers are made and hoping that more people will take the time to allow space to God to show them that they can believe in Him and not something, but in Him, the one who adds everything to their life that brings them every breath of every day that has given them favor and blessings that they can't even count, but they're not looking. Start looking. Start looking. Start remembering. You woke up this morning. 
proof that God is real. When you look outside at the trees, that's proof that God is real. When you look at the ocean and how it separates itself from the shore without disrespecting the shore, that's proof that God is real. And all the species on the planet, including us. Anyway, I'm on a tangent now. Y'all ready? <laughs> Let's go. The man just when you Hello, beautifully blessed people. My name is Shahara, and you are listening to the Love Manifested podcast, where we're having authentic conversations to inspire, encourage, and empower you in seeking your personal relationship with God. We believe that God is love, and it is the very um, His very makeup. It's His purpose. It's who He is. It says He is love in the Bible. It actually says that. Read your Bibles, guys. Um, but our hope is to illuminate love manifested in each other so that we can see better having more spiritual vision and discernment. Choose better in the decisions that arise today, but impact our tomorrow and be better all around for ourselves and those who we do life with. Because it's not just about you. Everyone's affected by your walk with God and your faith and your beliefs. So we do that by sharing our experiences. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. And I'm so excited today because as you all know, on this podcast, we have a heart culture. And that means we introduce our guests by their heart, not by their titles. We appreciate and love to honor and respect everyone's accolades and how they've grown in life and the things they've chosen to follow and become. But we want to know about your heart. It's called Love Manifested. So um, we introduce our guests by their hearts. And um, I'm very excited today because I have someone sitting across from me who I've known for a really long time, many years. When I count the years, it's almost astounding how long it's been. Um, he is a, um, I would describe his heart as kind, um, tender, definitely um undeniably faithful to his family, his wife, his beautiful wife. Um, he's seeking, always seeking the deeper meaning and the deeper relationship with Christ. Um, he's always growing and um, submitted to God. He's very submitted to God in the obedience that it takes to um, walk this life out. And it's pretty cool to know a person like him. He has great integrity um, and honor. And we've been friends for a long time and family because, hey, sometimes things happen that let you know who's there for you, right? And you see he's come through, and I just appreciate him so much. So everyone, would you please welcome Roger to the show? Not my Roger, my husband, but my good dear friend Roger to the show. Thank you so much, Shahira. <laughs> it is an honor to be here with all of you. Oh, thank you for coming. I'm so glad. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Oh, my goodness. This is great because, um, wow. So we met, I'm, it's like 18 years. 
it's it's not no no maybe like says the business has been up for 15 years i met you i think a year and a half prior to launch yeah my kids were my son was probably about six months eight months old when when we met so yes and And he's he just became 17 so it's been it's been a while (laughs) it's been that long and so how did we meet we were i okay i was one of my friends, I was starting Love's Delicious, my, my chef business, and one of my friends sent me to, um, I needed some business cards and some business things done, right? So he sent me to this one ge- gentleman who had done his work, and I remember coming in, we had an appointment set up, and his office, I think you guys shared an office, right? It was like a dual, big, huge room, and there on one side was his company, and then on the other side, I didn't know what it was, but you were there with your desk, and there were all of these like um, gold albums, right? They were uh, yeah, it was a big print shop albums. we had partnered with. <laughs> print so, shop there. Yeah, that did a lot of work like that. So. Yeah, and then when <laughs> I when I looked back there, I saw the records on the wall, and I was like, hmm, that, I know what those are. They were like <laughs> platinum albums you had up there behind your desk, and um, there was an artist up there, a female artist, very beautiful young lady. And so when I finished my business with him, um, I think, he, did he direct me to you or did he I did. turn around? Or just, He did, did, yeah. He, he, was, he was a business partner of ours and yeah. uh, all the technology <laughs> stuff he would refer over to our office. So right. you had come to talk about a website. You right, had a website. Right, right. I, I, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's <clears> exactly <throat> how it went. And so I, I switched seats and I went over and I spoke with you and... Our relationship started there, but then I found out, I'm like, what are these records, and who's this artist behind you up here? (laughs) (laughs) And so it was so funny, and you were like, oh, you were working with this artist as her... Yeah, we what were. We had. We had a. Uh, uh, my business partner in another uh, company and I had a record label, and uh, we were producing an album for a young uh, female artist at that time. And you were looking at. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, I just remember I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> That's Did you right. Think- yeah, <laughs> man, time passes so much. So much happens during time, right? So, it does. yeah, I, I do. I do remember. It's so funny because we were sitting across from each other, exactly like we're sitting across from each other right now, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so funniest story, like this moment that in time, I, uh, it's kind of capsulated for me, right? So I always share this story. So here I have Shahara White sitting across from me. I don't know who she is. Never met her before. And she says, hey, I need a website. I'm like, all right, that we can provide. And we're going through and we're talking about, uh, you know, what kind of website she wants, all the little uh, elements and gadgets and functions she wants. And then she goes, oh, and I want music. I'm like, okay, no problem. We can get you some royalty-free music. She's like, no, I want, I want some Barry White in the background. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's probably going to be difficult uh, for us to get for you because you have to license that. And she just laughs. And I still haven't connected the last name, right? So uh, she, she goes, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, this woman this doesn't know, doesn't what, know she's what she's about. talking about. And in my defense, I mean, like the website was very beautiful. It's very classy, very elegant. So I don't want them to think I was doing some chintzy like <laughs> looking thing you, we were laying out something that was beautiful it was it was, the, beautiful. It was beautiful yeah and then and then I I <laughs> I told her, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to get Barry White. You know, she's like, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Why is that? Because because he's my dad. And my stupid reaction was like, uh, wait, does he know? 
<laughs> she said, what do you mean does he know? Of course he knows. Total, total blotch on my part, but that was hilarious. I still tell that story to people, you know, when you come up, when we're having conversation about you and I talk about how that happened. So, but you know, that was the beginning of a wonderful friendship. And like you said, we become more than friends. We become like family and yeah. uh, uh, I'm just blessed to have you in my life, Shahara. <laughs> That was so funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was funny, and we and we ended up not adding the music to the site because then it would have been like a bit much for yeah. a private chef website. But the thought was there. The yeah. inti- the intention was there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I was like, well, he does music, and you do licensing. You know what to do. Let's get this done. <laughs> and it isn't that easy. You were right. I yeah. can't, even I can't just use my father's music. <laughs> That's it's, okay. Yeah. It's okay. That's There's rules in place for a reason, and absolutely. I like it. I like it. Absolutely. Anyway, so thank you for being here. Of course. And my pleasure. we've been friends ever since we've... we've <laughs> okay, this is a funny. Last time I was at your office, remember, you, got a, you switched down the hall to another office, and I was like, over... And it's been so appropriately. I think you've grown appropriately. It hasn't been as many as we think. There's been, what do we say, seven? <laughs> I said, I've been through like seven moves with you. <laughs> I, said, I put it this way. I'm getting taller and I need more room to stretch my legs. So. <laughs> there you go. But, but if you amortize that over 17 years, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That means hey, you're always growing. Exactly. The blessing is we're always moving forward, right? Yeah. Even when we're failing, we're failing forward. So that's the, that's the objective. As long as we're moving forward Truth. and we're, we're getting into a better situation than we were yesterday, it's constant improvement and that's a blessing. Completely. I agree. I agree. So, welcome. And um, now we are going to, you know what time it is, Roger? I'm trying to get this. I'm feeling like a little, y'all know we're transparent and we are open here. So, we just got a new dog. So, you may hear her barking in the background. Don't worry about her. She's just very excited to be on the podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, we are, you know what time it is? No, but I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> what time it is. <laughs> it's, my, it's my most favorite time of the pod where we have, it is called Love Happy Love Hour. Happy I love it. I love it. That's classic. (laughs) Yeah, so we just have a, you know, we have a little time. People love happy hour and I love love. So it is our time to introduce our listeners to something that you love. And you know what? It kind of, um, it allows the listeners to, I was thinking about this the other day, to get an idea of where you at, like the type of things that you're into. So we've had all kinds of things brought for Love Happy Hour. And like I always tell our guests, it's not about a gift for me. It's about what do you love? And when we love something, we share it, right? Yep, absolutely. So I have to be honest, y'all, because I, you know how I am. I can't, I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I've already been enjoying what he brought today. <laughs> <laughs> Too good to resist and wait for, I right? I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait because we got here, got to talking, and everything. So, please, Roger, tell us what you brought today to All share. Right. Well, I brought you and I uh, each a cup of blueberry brown sugar co- uh, vanilla latte. Mm. So it's. Uh, Actually, let me rephrase that. It's blueberry brown sugar latte. Okay. And it is one of my favorite drinks in the morning. Blueberry coffee. A lot of my friends make fun of me because I like blueberry coffee, but I like flavored coffee. I it tells you drink. a lot about him, y'all. <laughs> I can't drink just 
plain coffee, I find it boring, right? I okay. need a little more excitement. So okay. <laughs> blueberry is my flavor, right? So I go to uh, every coffee shop I can get my hands on. If I can't get a blueberry coffee, then my default is vanilla latte, right? But okay. I'm always looking to see if they have a blueberry coffee. And this is one of the best ones. Uh, I know I'm the only weird guest you've had that brings you coffee in the middle of the day. But <laughs> hey, you said bring something I love, you know? And uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the things that starts my morning and uh, it's a treat for my wife and I. We go out, Aww. you know, uh, as often as we can when I'm not working early in the morning, and we go have a, a blueberry coffee somewhere. And I this is the that. the choice for this month. So I wanted you to enjoy that with me as well. So wait, there's blueberry coffee at multiple coffee shops. There is. It's kind of becoming a thing. That. You can actually buy them for your coffee maker at home too. Now they have the little cups. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah. you can actually buy. Uh, there's blueberry uh, coffee that's made by a number of different <laughs> coffee makers out there so yeah you know, look we can make this show all about blueberry coffee if you, you want know, i can talk no. about this all day <laughs> you know why i'm laughing right now because you are such who you are you did no brand ambassador you, you did not slip you didn't get close to it yeah Roger has a marketing, he's, he, well, gosh, that's how we got here, right? Yeah. He has a marketing background, all of this, and he knows about, he's a, an attorney, I'm just going to tell it, because it is what it is. <laughs> he's an attorney, so he knows about licensing and not giving anybody their props when they're not paying you, and all of this, and you did that excellent. Because I was going to say who, where it was from, but it's okay, yeah. okay? Well, we, we, we don't want I them do. to, uh, you know, uh, get too busy and start not having enough time to make me a blueberry coffee this this is true. This is true. This is true. And he yeah. brought it from one of the best places here in town. But I and I was telling you that I'm a tea drinker. I do like coffee too, but I I can't make a cup of coffee. I can grill you a steak and cook you some salmon that'll make you cry. I cannot for the life of me. Even if you stand over me and instruct me, I cannot <laughs> brew a pot of coffee. Oh wow. I tried it. One of the, yeah. Anyway, have you um, seen a doctor about that? <laughs> I probably should, <laughs> but right. I um, I love a blue. I love coffee, bean, and tea leaf. I'm just gonna say it. It's my friend. Yep. It's my spot. Yep. And they have a blueberry latte without yeah. coffee in it that I absolutely love. I have it's to a try tea. That. Yeah. It's a blueberry tea latte. Wow. latte. That's and I great. get it with coconut milk or almond milk and yep. live my life. So I understand that feeling when you taste it and you're just like, mm-hmm. this is so good. No, but this is really good. I was a little concerned all, in all transparency. I was a little concerned because you said blueberry and coffee. And I was like, <laughs> this man has officially, he's done the most. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you like good. it. It's not too sweet. Yep. That's perfect, right? Just yes. a perfect combination of flavors. You guys, you got to try it. So this is why we have Love, ha- Love Happy Hour. If you haven't tried a blueberry um, brown sugar latte, this place carries a blueberry brown sugar latte. Yep. But if you haven't tried it, just try it. Just walk on your wild side today. Just just get one. I don't care if it's 9 o'clock at night when you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be up till 2 in the morning like me, but mm-hmm. blueberry coffee is good anytime. All right. Mm, tasty. Very good. Well, thank you very much. Um, of course. So, I'm excited because um, now y'all know, I don't let the guests know, even though I was drinking on my love happy hour before we actually talked about it, I do not let the guests know what the word is for the day. But this one, um, I was actually, the word came to me first. This one was different. I haven't had this really happen before. And the word came to me first because um, 
I was just, I don't know, rummaging through some thoughts with the Holy Spirit. And this word came, and I saw your face. And so I let that day go by. And then the word, I'm going through it again, and I see you. So clearly this was a word for you. And y'all know I will repeat a word with a guest because everyone's going to have a different take on different things. And so um, I really feel like this one was something that I was supposed to discuss with you. And I I love it because when I reached out to you, you were like, yes, I just was thinking about pods. And so (laughs) even though you have your own situation, hey, that's a cool watch. I like your watch. Thank you. It was a birthday gift from my daughter. Oh, I just saw his well, That's very nice. <laughs> Sorry, Thank I digress. You. But anyway, Roger, I'm going to tell you a word, and you can tell me the first thing that you think of when you hear this word, and we're going to take it from there. All right. Sounds okay. great. So your word today is father. Mm. Wow. It's a big word. It's a big word because it's multidirectional, right? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I think this is a great opportunity because just like you, I was driving to the beach the other day with my son and his friends, and Aww. they were in the back. It was his birthday, and and uh, uh, as I'm reminiscing, I'm driving. Uh, the Lord gives me this vision, right? Okay. About relationships, and relationships, uh, He shows me are in two directions, right? Horizontal and vertical. Yep. Right. So. The horizontal relationship is friendships like you and I, uh, uh, family, husband and wife, father, son here on earth, right? It's a horizontal relationship side to side, right? And uh, they take a lot of work and effort and uh, they require uh, a lot of heart, a lot of consideration, uh, a lot of uh, grace Mm. and mercy, Mm. right? Then you have the vertical relationship, which is between you and and the Father through Jesus Christ, right? Preach it. That's how and, I tell it. I and, love if, this. <laughs> and if you look at the cross on Calvary, mm-hmm. you'll see in the cross the horizontal <clears throat> and vertical, right? Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about that is that the vertical is short, but the horizontal is eternal. It's much longer, right? That's because right. that Father, uh, the 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 uh, vertical uh, r- r- relationship. Is it's much longer, mm-hmm. uh, and so that that father's relationship is eternal, mm-hmm. right? It is forever. Mm-hmm. The uh, horizontal relationship between us and family and friends and things like that, it's shorter because those relationships they change, right? Yes. Some just fade away. Yes. Some uh, even between a father and a son, or a mother and a daughter, or a mother and a son, right? Yes. The children grow up. Yes. They get married, they move on, they start their own vertical and horizontal relationships. And then yes. the, the, the mother, the father, they're, they're back to their original nest, the That's husband right. and wife, right? So mm. to, to, get, to hone in on the word father, I think it is a, uh, best way to describe it is it is a mirror image relationship, right? Mm. If your relationship with the father in heaven, the... Um, uh, vertical relationship is a good one, then it is going to reflect on the horizontal relationship, Always. right? You said something earlier, right? You said your relationship with God affects the people around you, yeah. right? I love that because that is exactly this. It is. So depending on the health of the vertical relationship between you and God, your horizontal relationships are going to be 
uh, gauged in the same in the same capacity, right? Completely. So I think that it's a it's a big word because what I learned from the Father above, yeah, I have to reflect towards the people that God has entrusted me with. First, my children, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. But yes. then. The father is also a husband, right? In most yeah. cases. So then also to my wife. Right, right. And then uh, as the heavenly father, he is a shepherd and we are his sheep. So when, when the heavenly father gives us other people, sheep, for us to tend to, uh, we also have that fatherly responsibility to the people around us. Right. right? So so in reality, it is a, uh, uh, a method of loving and having grace and mercy to all of those that God has brought into your life. Mm -hmm. That's what the word father means to me. That's so good. I love <laughs> everything about what you just said. Um, <clears throat> it is so true. And I, I, I always, I've spoken about it here. I always have, have shared how I see the cross. And it is that horizontal, um, the, the vertical mm -hmm. line. And I, the way I say it is, that that line is the most important i love how you said the shortness of the horizontal line that vertical line up and down that part of the cross goes in the ground first mm -hmm. without that you can't hang the the horizontal that's line. right so it's without beautiful. your relationship with god first all of your relationships now you can have them and they can exist but they're going to be hanging out on the balances of what yep they're just floating around, and they're not gonna ha they're gonna not gonna reach their level. So when you hang that horizontal line mm -hmm. on that vertical line, there's a place for it, and it goes right in its spot, mm -hmm. and it's secure there. Exactly, and it, so that secures your relationship when you have that relationship. Yep. It's with the, the support. Father. It's it the basis the of the horizontal of uh, everything relationships. Absolutely, and so I love that you brought that up because that's just. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> and I love how you say that um, our relationships, they do. Our seasons change. And for how, whatever reason, those relationships are short and they keep, they're, keep coming. You'll get another friend if you lose one. Or if that friend, you're going to go back and forth between that mm -hmm. horizontal line. It's like a meter, you know? Yep. Um, but um, I wanted, I think what was so important today to discuss about um father with you um is that i know for a lot of men they have difficulties um they have challenges understanding that god is their father um they have challenges um relating to him in that way and i know with you know people i've sat with that of course the first indicator is what your f relationship is with your earthly father, is how you can see him. So me having a beautiful relationship with my earthly father, it was never, ever hard for me to see God as my father. I did have um, an awareness that when my father passed, um, I became aware of how much I put my father, my earthly father, on a pedestal and placed him in front of God. Mm. He needed his pedestal as my earthly father, absolutely. Um, I don't feel that that was wrong for me as a daddy's girl to put him there. It just wasn't equally matched with my devotion to God. And unfortunately, losing him so early in my life, I was in my early 20s when I lost mm -hmm. him, um, I a good... Mm, 
maybe five or six years or so later after losing him, it was very rough for me, very, very, very difficult. Um, I started, the Holy Spirit started working in me and, and showing me, you know, I gave my life to Jesus when I was nine years old, but I hadn't been discipled to understand what that truly meant, even though I'd been in church and, you know, been around it. Um, but I did have that awareness when he passed that I was really, I was doing everything that he taught, I wanted everything that he taught me. I wanted to make sure that I was following those, that wisdom that he gave me. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing things that I learned from him because I just honored and respected his wisdom so much and who he was for me that I was able to, you know, see God in that way. But ultimately, God is who I'm really supposed to be living for in the same way to please, to honor. He's teaching me. He's giving me wisdom. He's giving me things to be obedient in. And I haven't, I had to learn what that looked like. So that began a journey of me discovering who he was as a father. But again, it was easy for me to lock into because I had this relationship. But I see there are men having difficulty, um, even when they're even when they are in the faith, like where do they place him? So how did you, do you know when you understood him as a father? Have you always known that since a child? No, absolutely not. And you're, you're very correct. See, I think the nature of the man mm-hmm. is uh, he's created by God to be independent, but that independence is often misplaced uh-huh. by the man, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, I, I have a good friend, Joe, uh, older than me, and uh, he says, I wake up in the morning and I say, okay, daddy, what's the plan for today, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the first time I heard that, it it, see, it, it it sounded a little awkward to me to, to refer to God as daddy, right? Yes, thank you. But the more I got to know God, the yeah. more I realized that my friend Joe is absolutely correct, right? Because that's what the relationship God wants with you, right? He, it is a father and son, father and daughter relationship. Right. So that is exactly what he wants us to be like. But it's uh, for us men, it's awkward because in our mind, we're supposed to be you know, independent. We're supposed to be the head, not the tail. We're supposed to you know, have it all Lead. together. Yes. Lead exactly yeah. right, but uh, it takes time and it takes relationship with the father in order for you to understand how it worked for me. It was it was so funny. I have always been uh, uh, a Christian my whole life. Okay, I was raised by my grandmother and she loved the Lord, so she instilled the Lord in my heart since I was a baby. Right, Aww. I had a very patchy very difficult uh, life when I started out. I was born in Beirut, Lebanon. Okay. And about six months after I was born, the the country went to war with Syria, and that war lasted uh, for years after I came to the United States. Uh, At the age of three years old, I was diagnosed with leukemia, which is a form of cancer. And I battled leukemia for six years until the age of nine when I left Lebanon and came to the United States. And it was funny because the uh, my wow. doctor, who's a com- completely another miracle story, but my doctor told my grandma, look, he's nine, he's going to the United States, it's better for him, they have better care for this, but if he's alive at 14, it means he's cured. And if he's not, then obviously you can expect the worst. So glory to wow. God, in this December, I will turn 50. <laughs> so yes. I'm uh, blessed in so many different ways. But still, I... I uh, 
uh, knowing all this and, and having it planted in me, and this is why it's so important for you to plant the word of God and the love of God in your kids from the time that they're the Google Gaga age, right? Yes. You gotta, you gotta instill it to them. These seeds were planted in me, but I still, I still faltered, right? I of became, course. I became one foot in the Lord and one foot in the world, and I did all the the dumb things that we do as teenagers, and and I made yeah. all the mistakes. But God was constantly there because he what what that that mustard seed right mm. my grandmother had planted she the mustard seed yes. and that thing kept growing with yes. me and the older i got the bigger it got right yes. so but uh, my story begins like this um my wife and i were asked to be the godparents for my aunt's daughters okay and we were at the christening Right. It was a big church in Orange County, and uh, it was hot. Everybody was dancing. It was a big hall, and, and I'm like, I need some air. I, I go outside, and you know, Orange County is always misty and beautiful with the ocean being so yes, close. Yes, yes, yes. And I go outside, and I sit on the curb, and it just so happened that I'm the only one outside at that moment, right? Okay. And it's so peaceful and so quiet. And I look up because the hall was owned by a church, and the Armenian churches, they have the cross at the top, at the very top, right? Okay. So I look at the, uh, I look up and I see the cross, and um, I see this mist, the fog just moving through the cross, and it had a light on it. And I looked at that cross, and I find myself saying these words. I'm like, Lord, I envy the people and I know we're not supposed to envy, but I said, I envy the people that have dedicated their lives to that cross. Mm. That was it. That was the uh, turning point in my life. From there on, it wasn't me. It was all God. Mm. The chain of events that, that took place from that moment yeah. to, you know, you said this show is about heart. Yeah. I think God can see the heart like no one can, right? That's right. And I think at that moment, God saw a heart that mm. wanted more with him than I actually had at that moment. Mm. And he just stepped in from there on forward, right? And then the chain he of events that took along. place yeah. over the following years, it was like everything was, you know how they say God prunes you, right? Yes. Everything was consistent pruning and pruning and pruning until I came to this point. I had started a men's group. A buddy of mine came to me and he's like, hey, Roger, uh, you know what we need? And he's like, we need to put a group together for men. Just get together, uh, have a coffee at a, at a, at a coffee shop, yeah. and, and just talk about God. He goes, the church has everything for the women, for the children, but there's nothing for the men. We just Hallelujah. go on Sunday, go back. We're yep. like, okay, let's start. Him and I started a little group card called the 316 Movement, yeah. right? <laughs> and we started with him and I and two other guys, and the next thing you know, we had grown to 48. Uh, people in our group. Oh my it goodness. was almost like a, uh, just like a gathering, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But what happened is the group got so big, yeah. and we were not pastors, so we don't have the experience. The Lord was still working with us, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, the within the group, there started. Uh, you know, the drama that starts, right? People are like, oh, you know, I, I, I've gotten, I got a theology degree, you should let me lead this group, this and that and oh. that. <laughs> and then certain things went went in a certain direction where I felt like what the men were being taught by some of the other men in the group were no longer in line with God's word. Okay. So I disassembled the group. Okay. I sent a goodbye message. We had a big group on, <laughs> on an online app that we were using and I sent a goodbye <laughs> message and I shut the group down okay. because I did not want to give the devil a platform that's right. right that's right so after that i went to god and i'm like i felt wrong i went to god and i said lord this was four and a half years ago i said lord did i make a mistake by breaking this group apart his only response to me was 
go study my word. Mm. That was it. So I'm determined to study the word. And I, I had, it was, it was like this, go study. And if people show up, help them study with you. Yeah, that's Don't it. pass to them with anything. Yeah. Let's just study. Yeah. And we did. We started studying the word. Uh, and it was just me and two other guys. Then it became four. Then it became eight. <laughs> yeah. Then it became... Right now, there's about 14 of us in this very small, intimate group. Yes. And we've been together for four and a half years. And we've studied 40 out of the 66 books. Yep. Right? Yeah. And, I remember when this uh, started. Yeah. Right? Right? So it's been phenomenal. Why? Because when you study the Word of God... You start opening a relationship with them, right? It's almost almost like this. If you go out on a date, Mm -hmm. the first few dates, you guys are asking each other a lot of questions because you really want to know each other, right? Hopefully. (laughs) Young people, ask questions. Don't just sit there, look cute, and have salad, ladies. Ask (laughs) questions. Sorry. Amen to that, right? (laughs) So you want to know about this person, right? Why not get to know your Heavenly Father? And the best way to get to know him is open the instruction book he gave you to tell you all about him and how to live for him and with him in your life right so that's what happened and as i started studying the book i started seeing him for who he is Mm -hmm. you know up until now uh, uh up until that point I knew God, but it was the thou shall not, you know, that God, right? <laughs> the one with the beard and the cloud thing. <laughs> exactly. This, it from doesn't the, exist. From the Ten Commandments, right? <laughs> yes. But, great movie, by but, the way. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, he <laughs> is that God, but that power, that voice, it can be for you or against you. Yeah. It's just a matter of how you want to have that relationship with him, right? Yeah. And if you build that relationship with him the right way, right. then you're going to have all of that power and, and authority and those blessings be with you, not against you. It's so true. It's so, so true. I love what you're saying there, too, um, about the relationship with your grandmother. Okay, first of all, I didn't know all this about your illness and that you had that had le- leukemia. Praise God, fifty. These birthdays. I hope you have a jubilee on your birthday every year. <laughs> you know, things that we can celebrate. We get we Amen. get we celebrate some things, but some things really deserve celebration, and Amen. that does. I'm so glad to know you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a blessing. Um, I I always say that um, when there when we have a grandmother or praying parents, you know when a baby's in utero or when she's she raised you and those prayers they carry you man they carry you through your lifetime and one prayer just one prayer god will answer one prayer but imagine the multitudes of prayers your grandmother prayed over you and while yes you go on your on your uh, journey of becoming because we all if we were perfect what would we need jesus for right So you go on your journey of becoming so that you can get to 49 and tell the stories of, hey, I went in and I still went and became a teenager because there's grace for that. God knows we're going to do that. Those things that we do if we choose to do certain things, you know, that we find when we look back, oh, that wasn't quite honoring, but I'm still here in the grace that covers us. But those prayers got you through that. Yep. You know, I'm in a time, I'm in a season right now where, as we spoke earlier, your son's going to be a senior, mine is graduating. And, you know, it's been very, very, uh, I love what you said earlier, too, it, 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 it requires a lot of grace. 
it's a very difficult, challenging time because there's that thing of man coming in and, and him as a man separating from mother and coming into his own. And, uh, you know, the things that you think you know when you're 18 and you find out when you're 38 that you knew nothing. But <laughs> it's a difficult time and it's a season. And I just, I know that. And, I, and I've, I've, you know, tried to um, encourage so many women about those prayers, praying over your children, not only introducing them to the Lord at an early age, but also praying over them. No matter what they do, those prayers, and I'm, I am so, uh, <laughs> how do I say, I'm counting on the fact that those prayers that I've been praying over him are, are going to carry him. And the prayers I pray over my daughter are going to carry her that they will come into she's she she knows and so does he but to that relationship to the want the desire for the relationship yep it's huge that we have the desire you envied the people from looking at that that and look at you he gave you a life that you could walk and 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 i think we have to we have to also just realize sometimes it's it's almost like we get a false sense of what this faith walk look like looks like because we sit there and sometimes we're listening to people who are explaining it or they're, they're highlighting this diff- different thing, the, the thou shout and all this, checking these boxes. I don't check boxes with relationship with you. Right. We don't talk to each other every day, but when we talk, it's all love, it's honor, respect. We do what we need to do. We help each other, what we need to do. But there's not boxes checking, did I call him at this time? And did I send his wife a birthday card? And did yeah. I... It's then it becomes a chore. It's not a chore. Yeah. But sometimes faith is taught as a chore. And I think you're a man, so you can correct me. I think also, on top of everything that you said that just makes so much sense with men and how they relate to the father, I think men don't need another chore or another thing on their, their you guys are doing so much for your families for yourself trying to keep yourself above water then there's the workplace if those are who are out without their own companies i mean you own your own company so you're not working necessarily for people you're working with people mm-hmm. alongside people that i love about you um you're always helping people trying to get people to see things the right way so they can have their businesses in order and their affairs in order but there's so much there's enough pressures for men to um, feel like they have to be in a place where it's checking boxes and, oh, did you go to church and are you serving and are you this? And, and, and the practicality is, are you serving at home? Are you serving on your workplace? 100%. Are you serving when you go to the grocery store? Are you helping someone that you, you know, are you present? Yeah. It's not just about, and, and I feel like sometimes I've witnessed in certain areas where it's not so much the serving of God or checking the boxes for God, it's checking the boxes for that particular individual who is the head of that organization. Yep, absolutely. Well, this kind of goes back to a conversation you and I were having uh, earlier before we started the show, right? Yeah. It's about where is church, where is God, where is that relationship with God, right? Yes. And I've come to learn that when you mature to a certain point with your relationship and in your walk with the Lord, mm. you realize that God is where you are <laughs> because the Holy Spirit lives in you. Yes, right. Temple. And and I don't mean to get all legalistic about the the these terms, but get you get, it's, get where you gotta go. 
It's your relationship with God. You know mm. when your relationship is good with God, right? Yes. Because the word says you can tell the tree by its fruit, fruit. right? Yes. So if your life is fruitful yes. in a godly way, yes. and you know that you're not obtaining those fruits in a devious or, or uh, unrighteous or malicious Righteous, way, like you yes. said, right? Yes, yes. You know that those are the fruits of the Lord in your life, and that's how you know um, that the Lord is working in your life, right? You'll have people, and sadly, you'll have Christians tell you, well, if you're not going to church every Sunday, mm -hmm. and if you're not doing this, look, I, don't, I do not in any way want to um, downplay the importance of going to church and, and gathering community. Yes, yes and gathering must. and fellowshipping with fellow believers. Ooh, yes. But it is not a condition for your relationship with Christ. So it, good. Or the Lord through Christ, right? right? It is the relationship with God is one on one. Yes. You, besides Jesus, you will not have a lawyer or an advocate on judgment day when you're standing in front of the Lord. No. And you have to answer no. for certain things. You will not have an advocate. Your only advocate is Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit, because Jesus, as I was reading this morning, and I always don't ever want anyone to forget that. If you read it in the Amplified, it will show you. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit your comforter, your guide, your advocate. That's right. He's your advocate. That's right. Through this life and in the presence of the Lord. And and it's important to remember that because that's the only... Your friends, whether Christian or not, yeah. and the comments they make about your walk, they're not going to be there. They're going to be there on their, on their own, own, answering for their own actions, <laughs> On their right? own merit. That's and one of, the, one of the biggest things that really <laughs> always stood out in the Word of God for me is, hey, you know, before you judge your brother for the speck he has in his eye, look, look at, at the, the log. log that you have in yours. you got a whole right? tree hanging and, out your face. And I think this is an important mm. passage because yeah. it's, uh, it's also abused as well, right? Yes. It is not that we are to be blind to, to unrighteousness and not judge at all because sometimes good judgment, discernment, discernment, which is what we pray for, is judgment, yes. right? Yes. It's, it's God's judgment, so right? Good. To be able to judge through the Holy Spirit, not based on uh, basic things like the color of someone's skin or yeah. the, the length of their hair or right. the weight of their body or whatever it is. It's about judging based on what is righteous and what is unrighteous. And and where is that? Where do you find those lists? Both those lists are in the Bible, right? Yep. Paul wrote about them. These are the things of the Spirit, bam, yep. bam, bam, yep. right? Yep. And these are the things of the, the, the world. evil one. The yeah, flesh. right. Yeah. So here are the two lists. Yep. Which one are you going to live by, yeah. right? Yeah. So And that's your choice. Absolutely. So, so it comes back to that father thing you brought up, right? Yeah. The, the word that God gave you to share and bring up on the show was father. Okay. Your relationship with your father was between you and your father, not exactly. your father and you, and then in the middle was your mom or your siblings. No. It was you and your father, that's and that's it. just the way it is with the Lord, right? To seek Him, you got to understand Him. To understand Him, you got to read the Word. And to understand Period. the Word, you got to <laughs> study the Word. And what, where don't you get what you need to know? That one day you go to church for one hour, you're not, it is not enough. It's not enough. That is not enough. That is like going on a date, having a salad, and determining this is the person you want to marry or not, right? Preach it. <laughs> you better preach. <laughs> so, this is so true. And this yeah. is so funny because I, 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 yeah, this is, this is, this is so true. The, um, I love when I get, you know, uh, I, I love how God has allowed us all these ways to attend church and to get that word. 
we still need to get word. And I can hear, for me, I, I get it from multiple places. I always have. I read multiple translations for comprehension, for my understanding and my study. And I listen to different preachers t- tell things differently because their perspective is different. I don't believe in one. I don't know where this whole membership came for the church. You're a member now. I, I was really, I, I was, I was um, being funny because that's a relationship I have with God. I can be sarcastic with him and he's not offended. And I'm like, God, I'm going to find in your word where it says make members of them all. Yep. <laughs> Are you a member I, of the church and you get more perks because you're a member? And I don't know, this is not Costco. So I, I, I did. I went on a, I, and, and I was laughing because I know it's not in there, but it's just, um, you know, I, I get these, I get my word from different places. And I remember recently uh, someone asking me, um, oh, well, um, what church are you attending? And I told them, and this is actually coming up on a tea time. I just, I, I just recorded this, but I told them, and it was this whole conversation about how you need to, well, you know, you don't forsake the gathering. What I've learned is that, and what I learned from my spirit, the Holy Spirit in, within me. I have friends just like you and I. If you and I sit down, how many times will God come up in a conversation? Most of the conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Is that not <laughs> gathering? Because he said two or three. Two or more, yep. Yeah, there and two. I'm there with them exactly. So we are we too? Absolutely. Are we gathering? Yes, we are. So all of this, we are in a place. We have gotten into a place where we've been taught things errantly. Yeah. And it's no one's fault. It's just up to us to maintain and seek out our relationship because it is so individual. How I talk to one child, I don't talk the same way to another child that's right. because they understand <clears throat> things and process life differently. Exactly. And that's how God is with us. Yep. But I don't know where this came from and I just want it to stop because it's so damaging to everyone's spirit that they're not seeking their individual relationship. They're only <clears throat> praying and fasting when that one time a year that every, every church does it in January after the first of the year. And they're only uh, uh, um, coming together on Sundays. Some of them don't go to the, to the groups during the week because they don't feel comfortable enough to sit with the people that are there. They don't feel safe. Yep. And instead of teaching them the truth, which is, yes, the community is valuable, I ride motorcycles. My community, motorcycle community that meets on Wednesday nights is so much fun and it's valuable because everyone looks out for each other and we have a good time. It's the same with church. Yep. But that's not it. I don't just ride on Wednesdays. I ride every, I became proficient as a rider by going all the time. I have a relationship with my motorcycle riding. Yep. Absolutely. You know? I couldn't agree with you more, Shahira. And this is, a, this is a topic that will probably make us very unpopular very fast. But hey, I'm not here we for serve likes. the Lord, right? I'm not exactly. here for likes. And, and the, Y'all so know that. On that note, the, 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 the key thing to remember here is this. Unfortunately, uh, church is becoming uh, about uh, the size of the facility the number of seats and the amount of money you can raise to fund the size of the facility mm. and and the fancy uh, worship. Now, yeah, some of them are yes, some I, of them, it, some of them. It is, and and there's an issue with that mm-hmm. in that uh, uh, we forget that as leaders of the church, uh, our job is responsibility for the sheep that God gives us. Yeah. Right, everybody that comes through our door, it is to uh, shepherd them. Yeah. And what does it mean to shepherd, right? I have always had a, a pet peeve. 
It is when I hear that a ministry, and, and again, I never mean to knock anything because some people are doing wonderful things around the world. Yes, they are. But it is difficult when I hear a ministry that says, we went to Mexico or Africa or Haiti, and we did this event, and 10,000 souls came to the Lord. Beautiful, right? Yes, That's yeah. what we want to hear. Okay. But now who's shepherding those 10,000 souls after you leave that country? Talk right? about it. Is it... Is it, uh, are they, did they give themselves, because I gave Someone myself to the Lord, there, yeah. but man, I was not godly, No, right? Now think yeah, about that. At yeah, that point, yeah. I was, like I said, one foot in the world yeah. and one foot in the Word. Same with me. No one was there to shepherd me. I didn't exactly, know what to do. Exactly. So <laughs> glory to God yeah. for His grace and mercy that He will send people or He will shepherd you to so get you to a place when you want it. Mm, so but, good. But the thing is this, who shepherded the 10,000 people that came to the Lord or who shepherded shepherding them right yeah who is making sure that you know they're they're growing and and producing fruit yes right that they're who, not just drinking the milk but they're moving to the solid food in their relationship exactly yes. who is who is teaching those men yes let's just say half of them were men yeah five thousand people who is teaching those five thousand men to rely on god as their father yeah right right to what come that and means say for daddy them. what are we doing today yeah. how are we doing kingdom work in our lives today right that's a hard question to ask for a man yeah, right okay so the, who is shepherding them that's always been that's wonderful that you brought all these people to the yep. lord what's next um we're gonna go again next year so we need to raise funds so we can do it again and we're gonna bring another ten thousand souls great now you got twenty thousand souls with no shepherd mm. right who is shepherding the souls you bring to the lord mm. because the one thing i learned four and a half years of studying the bible book by book cover by cover right and by the way the way i i i study and and teach the word when i'm in in this group is this I don't go from Genesis to Revelation. No, no. I pray for the Lord to tell me the next book, Same. and we teach the next book based on that, right? That's how we did and, it, too. And, and yeah. we don't just yeah. read the Bible and then say, oh, what do you think this means? What do you think? We, the way that I prepare everything, I go to the commentaries, I go look up the Hebrew, the yes. Aramaic, the real stuff that was written, not the 158th interpretation, yeah. where it's gone so far from the real Word of God yeah. that we don't yeah. know what it means, right? Yeah. And some of this stuff was mind-blowing to me, Shahara. I, I didn't, know. I'm like, oh my goodness, I never realized I didn't that, see that this was like, <laughs> this is what this is saying. I always yeah. thought it said this, yeah. right? And, and when you get to know the Word, here's the magic power of that, right? Yeah. Here's the most powerful, majestic thing about the Word of God. Once you know and understand the Word, no one can lead you away from the Lord. Because I don't you care if it's your mother, your yes. father, your pastor, your preacher, the so minister. True. If they're speaking the Word wrong, and you'll know, you it. know it. You'll know it. You're going to be like, no, we got to be careful here. Right? You'll know it instantly when I say, I know that I know that I know. And that's what I say when it's that type of say. I know that I know that I know. And, and you, you, can't you can't change that for me. One of the things that the Bible talks about in these days, in the in times, is the great apostasy. Mm. And if you really think ab uh, about it or understand the apostasy, the simplest def definition for apostasy is the falling away. Mm -hmm. Many believers are going to fall away. Do you know why? For lack of knowledge. Yeah. Because they don't know the word. So if you're a pup surface. in the word, exactly. They got surface. If you're a pup in the word, yeah. somebody who knows the word has to come alongside how, you. How many, how many of us know that Satan knows the word, right? Yes. Did he try to use the word Against to seduce us. Jesus yes. in the 40 days, right? In, yeah. uh, 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 he tried to use the word of God, but Jesus consistently 
shot back at him yep. because he With knew the, the truth, word of God, it is the written. truth. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. So it is written. How do you know what to say when the deceiver comes and you don't know what is written? Right. He's going to say to you, it is written. And you're going to be like, oh, really? Okay, <laughs> let's go. You don't want to do that. So I always tell the men in my group, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. I feel personally responsible to the men in that group. Absolutely. Because they're sheep that the Lord sent to me to shepherd. I am not a pastor. I do not consider myself a, sh- a pastor. And the first thing I tell them when they show up, the new guys, I am not your pastor. Don't call me pastor. Yeah. I am your fellow Christian trying to learn this stuff with you. Yeah. There's going to be stuff We're that I together. don't know. Yep. Yeah. Don't look to me for all the answers. So if good. I can't answer something, guess what? We'll study it next week yeah. and we'll get the answer we're looking for. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But that's because I feel personally responsible to make sure that they know the word. Nothing else. Yeah. Know the word. Because see, if you know the word, you can't, uh, uh, you can't, and y- y- once you accept the Lord, you have the Holy Spirit in you, and you know the word, it's very hard to deviate from it because the Holy Spirit will pull on those strings That's it. when you are deviating from the word. Oh, yeah. De- and definitely. It's a phenomenal combination when you have all these pieces in place. So if I can give any advice to anybody listening today, please take time to know God by knowing the Word of God. Study the Word. Don't just depend on your pastor one day a week to tell you what he's learned or what he's prepared for you. he heard it. It's not, you don't need that. You don't need the interpreter to come in between. It is great to get something from your pastor. That's right. But you need, he, he should be affirming what you already know. That's right. Because you've studied it. If he's telling you something new, that's great too. But then what you get to do with what he told you is go back to the word, confirm it, and see, again, it's what it means for each of us. I know that the word is the word, but how it's, it's like almost like tone to me. How it's said to me, you know, if you say, I love you to somebody, I love you. And you can say, I love you. You can say, I love you. Those are three different tones that I used that are conveying three different things. But depending on who I'm talking to is how I'm going to say something. Yeah. So we need that relation. That's the intimacy. That's the yada, the knowing. That's Yada means intimate knowing. Mm-hmm. That's the intimacy that we get to have. And I think that more, more than ever, I just pray for the men of the world and just for men to know God as Father, to come into that understanding, because I think there's just so much going on, and it's so easy to get distracted, and it's so easy to be on the, I'm living for, you know, I'm independent, and I, you know, I ain't got no daddy, I left my daddy, and I'm, I'm my own daddy, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm the daddy of this house. But I think it's so important because families that are led by a man who has a relationship. I didn't say a man that goes to church or any, a man that has a relationship with God, it really supports the rest of his of his relationships. And you know, in my house, my father had the final word. He had the word, like he, if, if he said something, you know, when daddy speaks, that's, that's it. That's how it needs to be. But when you're a godly man, too, you have even more authority and more impact. And your words are seated in a place of love and honor that will always just edify your home and edify your children and keep you accountable. I love to say God is my, my accountability partner. I have my earthly accountability partners, but 
when I'm doing something and I know I'm not supposed to be doing it or if I said something, I run it past him and I just feel that Holy Spirit like, mm-mm, that wasn't it, girl. That's right. He's my accountability partner. That's right. You know, Sherry, you said earlier, pray for your kids. It's a big thing in my house. We pray for our kids at night. We pray mm-hmm. for our kids in the morning before they go to school. We pray for our kids when they're not around. Yes. And uh, we even pray, my wife and I, that my son's future wife and yeah, my daughter's absolutely. future husband absolutely. will love God more than they love our kids. Because when I, you love yeah. God, you can't, you can't betray your spouse, right? Yeah, you can't hurt your spouse. Mm. One of my favorite stories is Joseph, when he was sold into slavery, in Egypt, yeah. uh, and he became a high-ranking house member for Potiphar. Mm. And at one point, Potiphar's wife comes on to him, right? Mm-hmm. She keeps coming on to him. And he says something that I love. He goes, I cannot do this to my father in heaven. Mm. He doesn't say, I can't do this to, to Potiphar. Po- I can't do this to you. I can't do this to myself. He says, I can't do this to my father in heaven. That is the spouse that I want for my children right one that says i can't do Do this this to to my father because if i do this to my spouse then i'm doing it to my father in heaven but you can't do that unless you know the word of god right you don't know if you don't know what god wants you to be in marriage what Mm. god wants you to be as a parent what god wants you to be as a shepherd if you don't know the word right then what whose word are you following right and that's the thing in these days i believe that if you really want to continue the walk, and it's going to get harder to walk the walk. Yeah. It's going to get harder because we are living in a world that wants less and less of God, right? We are living in a word, world that's getting more difficult to deal with, that's becoming more dark, right? And, and in that time, there's going to be a lot of forces trying to pull you and your children mm-hmm. away from your walk with God. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know the word, you're going to get pulled away. If you don't know the word, your children are going to know less of the word than you do. That means they're going to be easier to get pulled away, right? It is our responsibility as a parent, my responsibility as a father, right, to shepherd my sheep just like my heavenly father shepherds me, right? That's it. That's that's it. I mean, in a nutshell, I can't say anything more than that. If you want to be strong as the going gets tougher, you have to know the word of God. It's true. Period period i think we are in those times and i think it is getting dark but i also think that god is exposing facets of his self and of his love that people didn't count on and people didn't ever consider they didn't consider that god had grace for certain things and certain people and certain love and that i i i um i'm excited for because he does still love yes he does and i think we need to really remember that that's real 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 really 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 super super important and it's impactful because a lot of people the reason why they're in the darkness is because the people that claim to be in relationship with god are not showing love that's right to the people that don't look like them that don't act like them, that don't know God like them. If we only want people around us that know God and we only will participate in conversations and interact with people that, oh, do you, where, are they a believer? That's one of the stupidest questions. I hate that question. I'm sorry. I don't mean to call it a stupid question, but I, I can't stand that question. Mm-hmm. 
when I ask someone, can you pray for so-and-so, they're in the hospital, or um, they're going into surgery, if, you know, if I come along, I don't want to be asked, are they a believer? Why? Mm-hmm. What difference does it make? Do your prayers reach heaven? Do you have a relationship that they may not have? Does it say that anything you ask in my name, can you, pl- oh, you want to di- pick and choose who you pray for now? Maybe through your prayer, they're going to get to know him more. Yep. Maybe it's your prayer. Yep. I think it's irresponsible. And it's it's very um, d- divisive. Well, I think one of the biggest uh, pluses to what you're saying is this: <clears throat> as the world does get darker, more and more people will get attracted to the light, and it is our job to be light, right? And if we yes. can be light, we'll draw more and more people to that light, and that's exactly what we need to do as as servants of God, yes. right? So when I pray for others, my prayer is this: Lord, let them know you like I know you. Mm. Have let them have a one-on-one encounter with Jesus Christ like I did, mm. right? Because that's, you see, Shara, you and I can preach and talk about the Lord for decades, <laughs> and we won't reach this one individual. No. Certain individuals, right. in order for them to know Christ, they must have a an one-on-one encounter, encounter it's all about with the encounter. Jesus Christ. Like we did. Exactly. I had an encounter when I was young. You exactly. had an encounter. Exactly. Most people... Have an encounter, and that's yes. what leads them, because it's undeniable. When you have that encounter, you yes. know that you know that you know. That's it. That you've had that's it. it. There Period. are people. I have conversations with people all the time that uh, nothing I say, nothing I say, will convince them. <laughs> yeah, right. No. But we're not here. We're not saviors. We're not here to save anyone. It, it, we're here to just represent the light that we know. Just to plant the seed and plant seed. I, that's, that's it. That's, that's it, right? I'm a, I'm a seed planter. So, Roger, last question I would ask you: um, What do you think? Because you went through that time of illness, and you know, I'm sure it was uh, a devastating time, and a lot, ha- especially for a young boy that didn't know what was happening within. Um, and I'm sure you had days where you didn't know what was what, what what was what and what the next day was going to come if it was going to come or not what would you um have told yourself about god back then i know your grandmother was telling you a whole lot but what was it that you needed to hear from from what would you tell yourself at that young age going through such a devastating time about your heavenly father so is this a dear younger me yeah. letter? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> wow. Um, so it would be a very long letter, but if I needed to narrow it down as we wrap up here, and then we don't want to do a whole another show on just that letter alone. I love it. We'll have you back. <laughs> um, I would say that it's worth it. Mm. Everything that we go through in life, if it ends up in a relationship with Christ and with the Lord, it's worth it. Nobody wants to go through pain and suffering. Nobody wants to go through hard times. And everybody questions God Absolutely. in the times of difficulties. Mm-hmm. But God says, uh, you know, my ways are not your ways. My plans are not your plans, right? My thoughts are not your thoughts. So if we could comprehend God and, and, expl- and answer all the whys, He'd just be one of us. Exactly. We would not be able to 
see him as the divine. Duh. The reason he's divine <laughs> yes. is because we don't understand Everything. what he does and why he does it the way he does it, yeah. right? That's right? So we can play the we blame game. Mm. We can't. And we, we shouldn't. No. Right? We, so we can play the blame game or be angry at God or this and that. But at the end of the day, if I were to summarize that letter, it'll be, it's worth it. It's worth the wait. It's worth the struggles. Because I would rather go through what I went through three more times mm. and salvage my relationship with Christ than have had a luxurious life and not know him. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. Oh, I could take that somewhere. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you for that. That's really cool. It is worth it. It is worth it. And in so many ways, you can't even list all the ways it's worth it. It is. And, 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 and sorry to jump in there. No, no, you I just feel like in my heart right now, someone out there listening to your show, yeah. someone is, go is going through a point where they need to hear it's worth it. Mm. Right? Because if this ends up in a relationship between you and Christ, I want you to know that it's worth it. Because I've been in my deathbed. I've been uh, near the finish line at a very young age where if I tell my story, people's first thought is no child should go through that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But again, I'll tell you, it's worth it. Mm. If it ends up where it ended up for me, with a walk with Christ, knowing him. And trust me, even me being sick wasn't the only factor. There were many factors that continually piled up and connected together At the time. to push me down this path. Yeah. And that may be you out there right now. Come on. And I want you to know it's worth it. Okay? It might be a hard pill to swallow when you're sick or you're going through a divorce or your family's falling apart or your spouse is cheating on you or, or you're going through depression. But at the end of the day, if it brings you to Christ, it's worth it. Right? It's worth to suffer a little bit in this world to spend eternity in heaven, to spend eternity the rest of your life in the presence of the Lord, where there is no more pain, there is no more tears, there is no more suffering. It is just you, your heavenly Father, and peace and glory and, and all of the promises that He has promised us in eternity, they're going to be yours. So it's worth it. Mm. I hope that speaks to someone out there today. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to add to that because I just can't help myself right now. It's just pushing on me. The love that you will experience here before you get to eternity, when you start walking with that, with, with, with God, and start to understand how much He loves you, how much He cares for you, how much He, he cares about the details of your life, that love is like no other love you've ever had. No other love. And that type of love you will experience in your current relationship as you walk. And it just seems to grow and grow. And you, the more you understand, the more grace that you have and you see all of that. It's a beautiful, beautiful relationship. And it's like no other. So, yeah, it's worth it. Just keep going, I tell you, as long as you have breath in your body. As long as you woke up this morning, you are still in his plan. You are still in his grace and in his mercy. And all you have to do is seek him. That's it. You seek him, he's going to show up every single time. Roger, I thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a very...
dynamic conversation. Thank I you. love it. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate you, Shahara. Thank you. No problem. And I want to thank everyone that was listening today. Um, thank you for joining us. And if you know someone that can pull some some uh, seeds of wisdom or um, this can plant some seeds for growth in them, please, please share it with them. You know, a lot of times the Holy Spirit speaks to me in pictures and in, in, in visions. And so if you've seen somebody's face while you're listening to this, getting your own um, goodie out of it, share it with that person because that's a good indication that the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you that someone else will benefit from what they, um, they can take out of here and draw from this conversation today. So as always, you know, we have our, um, our website is love-manifested.com. You can subscribe to the podcast. We are on most all major platforms. So go ahead and subscribe so you can see when we uh, post. And also um, just continually remember, you know, when things are tough, when things are looking grim, when they're looking like, oh my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Remember that you're here. You're still here. And that's the positive. That's the plus in the moment when everything's looking negative and dark and you can always, always, always know that the fact that you're breathing means there's something in this for you. You have purpose, you have a calling, you have God is calling out for you. All you have to do is just ask him, pray to him, God, help me. Simple prayer. God, show up for me. Even if you half believe it, you can half believe it. You cannot believe it at all and you can say, God, they say you'll show up. I need you. And then just sit back and watch. And he's going to call you. He'll highlight people in your life that you didn't even know had a deep relationship and connection with him. He'll highlight things in your life that you need to let go of. He'll highlight all the things that you need so that you can be in intimacy with him because that's all it's about. Not checking boxes, not filling out forms, not how many times you served, not how many people... It's about your relationship. He will teach you and lead you in everything else you need to be doing. So as long as you have breath, you're still part of God's plan. Let him illuminate the love manifested that he's placed right inside of you. All right, guys, love you. And we'll see you next time. Well, we'll talk to you next time. We're getting to the seeing part. Don't, don't send me messages about, we want to see you. Why? You can hear us. Have a great, <laughs> have a great day, guys. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>